Hello and welcome to the Loz and Larnet podcast. We're on episode 16. It's me, Dolph, and as always, we have the fabulous Loz, who's also here. How do I kind of have to be here, otherwise we don't get the recording done? Yeah, exactly. How's your fortnight been, actually? Not your day. Uh, busy. Busy, 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 busy. Um, by the way, just to let us know as a caveat, we are hoping Marla will join us. Uh, we don't know. If she turns up randomly, yay! We want that. But if she doesn't, do. it we will really be, really be me and Dolph. Because we've got this one topic that's been in for like a month now. This, this Marla put in. We have no idea what it is. It could so be nothing. Good. It could be absolutely nothing. And we don't know what it is. But we just it's keep just getting the suspense, added. The suspense is killing us. We want to find out what this all means. Ah, oh, but yeah. So um, yeah, if she, no. if she does, if she, if she does drop in, we'll actually ask her because it's kind of intriguing. Yeah, I mean, if she only stops for like ten minutes, it's better than nothing. Um, Dolph has been played with uh, power outages tonight as well, so it could end up just being me. <laughs> but yeah. uh, fingers crossed, I've not had any um power cuts about an hour now, so hopefully it's all fixed. Yeah. But yeah, it's not just in my like it's been not been hours. It's actually been a couple of towns over as well, so it's quite um quite broad. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, just a heads up, we have structured the podcast a bit more efficiently than last time. It's not all one topic there and one back, then got the other topic, then go a different one, then go back to the same target. It's actually yeah. kind of got a bit more flow to it. So we're hoping um, this will be much more an enjoyable listen. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess the past fortnight has been a bit up and down for me. Uh, you'll find <laughs> out why, because some of these uh, in the podcast topics will show you a little insight of how crazy and weird my uh, fortnight has been since I last came and talked to you guys. And uh, Dolph, how, I, I'm assuming your weekend or fortnight, sorry, has been just as um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit hit and miss, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, do we want to crack on then with uh, oh. your first topic? We'll we'll, we'll yeah. skip the one that Lala put in. <laughs> so we go topic number two. Topic number Which two. Is a sarcastic hypocrite on his phone. Yeah, you can't get any more sarcastic than this or hypocritical. Go on, so I sit I sit, I sit on the bus stop because it was you know it's getting dark. I don't want to walk back in the, in the dark. Have some shopping. So I'm sitting sitting on the bus stop and this guy's on his phone. Say, I'm guessing it's probably his girlfriend, his wife, whoever, I don't know, but it kind of made me snigger a little bit, but like he didn't hear me. But he was basically saying, so long lines of, I don't want any sarcastic responses from you, you know, I've had enough of it. Then, then obviously, I can't tell what she's done on the other side of the phone, but he responded with, Really? Hmm. I'm, I'm angry? Really? I didn't know that. So basically, you're saying saying to his girlfriend, wife, whatever, to not be sarcastic on the phone, and yet he's being right back. It's probably one of those things that he enjoys giving it out, but doesn't like it when he gets it back. Yeah, but I couldn't help but giggle. Also, I sound a bit weird on my armature skills at the same time tonight. So yeah. <laughs> I guess to move on to the next one, since we're kind of on the topics of uh, buses, bus stops, uh, the one on the bus with the piercings and makeup. Wow. So yeah, imagine. A woman in her late thirties, early forties, a bit skinny, maybe methy in appearance. You say methy or messy? Methy, as in like methy. kind of like a gaunt, wide eye, spiky hair kind of thing. Well, so she had long, scraggy hair, skinny, bony, bony skeleton kind of features to her okay. face. Yeah, and about thirty persons all around her face, ears, nose, mouth. Christ. Then, to top it all off, 
two red, like Kratos kind of, like lines down both eyes, with Egyptian hieroglyph kind of um, eye makeup. Like you know how they have those cat flicky eye things. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, but like it was um, Egyptian runes. It was hard to look at and go not not scream out loud. What the fuck? What the fuck? Because it was just yeah. <laughs> It was not. <coughs> not pretty. No, I bet it wasn't. No. Uh, so the next topic I've got, and the next couple of mine, by the way. Uh, yeah. The weekend versus the gents' toilets. So. <laughs> um, I'm guessing someone can't aim. Oh, no, 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 no. This, this one is uh, Friday night a couple of weeks back. Uh... One of the regulars tells me, so did you put the cone in the middle of the toilet? So I was like, what? And so, well, there's water all over the floor and there's a cone in the middle of the toilet. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I went in there. Went to try both taps on both sets of uh, the things. The ne- furthest one's fine. Nearest hot one, fine. Nearest cold tap, completely dislocated from the pipe and everything else. And just like free floating on the, on the thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So, someone vandalized the toilet then? Yeah. So me and the other person who was on staff who was qualified to help me out, she, because so, it was me and two girls on. So the other lassie has been there just as long as me. Uh, in fact, she's been there longer than me, but a good six months actually. We got um, got the what you call it out, got the mop and bucket out, got the screwdrivers out, took the paneling off, uh, isolated the the water and that. And then when the boss man came back later on, he reconnected it all, fixed it, and like and nothing happened. But it was just like, what the fuck? And then Saturday, we get told that the uh, the gents' toilet is full of shit, the sit-down oh, toilet, and it's it's broken. So the boss man goes, has a look. They nicked the little flush button, which has the the entire mechanism from the toilet as well. Nick a flush button. Yeah, so, well, it's, it's like a rod with the other pieces. I've, I looked at it when he actually had to replace it. So, I was like, we had the jazz band, and it's all full of old biddies on Sundays. And I said, you know what's going to happen on Sundays? One of the old biddies is going to get up, and they're going to smash the shit out of the urinals, and then it'll be the perfect weekend of just the gents' toilets just being fucked with. Uh, but well, unfortunately, sure. unfortunately for the podcast, Sunday went by without a hitch. But... It was just like, how can two nights running can we have knobheads come and fuck with the toilets? I, I don't understand the point of breaking things at the best of times, especially when they're not yours. But it's one of those things where it's like, we're a local community kind of pub. You come back and we figure out it's you, you're going to be fucking kicked out. And it was just like, I, d- I just didn't understand why, and it was just silly. Especially the, the Saturday night one. It's like, why would you nick the flush from a toilet? Because it was complicated to get out. Because you have to take like the lid off, you have to disconnect everything and stuff. It was a, it wasn't a short job, and we never found the flush button and the component that like helped made it flush. So yeah, they took it with them as well. And it's like, well, either it was like a stupid bet that got them a lot of money, or he actually needed that for his own toilet at home. Or as a plumber, he didn't want to buy his own parts. Yeah, but either way, it was like, why the fuck would you do that? Okay, and the next one you have is the £20 versus and the black light. Oh, is it? I, right, so I, 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 or... uh, £20 and the, or the black light. So, regular customer comes in quite a lot, sends me, uh, right, well, we talk to him regularly, 
Uh, I'm going to send the picture into the podcast topics in a second. I've got it queued up ready to send it in. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I get this £20 note. I put it under a black light. And how I didn't burst out laughing, I will never know. Because it had some writing on it. It was a proper £20 note. It had some writing on it. So, Dolph, you should see that now. <laughs> in the bottom of the podcast topics. Uh, yeah, one second. Can you read that out? Uh, one second. Um, <coughs> jizz on my tits. Yes. It had, in <laughs> in bite light pen, jizz on my tits written on it. And I got that about half five, <laughs> six o'clock on a Saturday <laughs> evening. And I was just... <clears throat> Put that to one side for later on, and I kept showing it until the lassie was on the, uh, on with me, and she found it fucking hilarious. So <laughs> I was like, tickle. It was, t- it was proper tickling me. I, I every time I, I got a bit like bored, I go in to get out. And say, hey, hey, look at look at this, and she she was just giggling. <laughs> so I had to take a photo of it. It was one of those things I had to take a photo of it. Um, and oh, that's that's quite common. I wish we get things like at my place, but we don't. <laughs> that's the first time it ever happened, but it was one of those things like. How how many other notes? And now, like she is actively checking every note she gets because she's <laughs> she's hoping she gets like a weird thing like that as well. But oh my god, I I <laughs> I just didn't expect it. <laughs> it was brilliant. That's off to whoever did that. Yeah. Uh, so next okay. topic. Uh, OJ and lemonade twat. Yeah, this one's mine. Yeah. So this guy asked for a pint of orange 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 juice and lemonade. I say to him, we can, what we do is we do like a dash lemonade and a bottle of fresh orange. We don't do like a Britvic, which is the fizzy orange stuff. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, that's fine. I love large orange juice and lemonade. So my manager's serving next to me, someone else. And I have another colleague serving a guy who was around the corner at the time. She was, she was on the AR pumps where I was standing. So I pulled this guy's orange lemonade. He says, that's not what I asked for. I said, you just asked for an orange lemonade. He goes, no, I asked for a lime and lemonade. I was like, no, you didn't. He's like, yeah, I did. Manager says, no, I heard you. You said orange juice and lemonade. He's like, I didn't. And my other colleague says, you asked for orange juice and lemonade. I'm serving here. And even that. <clears throat> I said to him, it's not a problem. I'll put this one aside. In fact, I'll have it myself. And then, but you want a lime and lemonade. He's like, yeah, that's what I asked for. I said, no, it fucking wasn't what you asked for. <laughs> You've got two people saying no. I've said no. It's three people saying to you. You've not that's said not that. Orange, yeah. orange and juice and lemonade. That's why I, I always so, repeat so we, things so, back so, to so we, I, even, I even repeat it twice. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. The problem so is... We put, it, we put it to one side as, you know, in case someone else wants an orange lemonade later on, we, you know, we try and yeah. not waste stock. But if it, it comes to it, or if it, if it ever came to it, I'll just, I'll just pay for it and have it. I don't mind orange juice and lemonade. No, no one does. Well, unless you're a sadist. Okay, uh, next topic. Um... Herpes. <laughs> I am. Um, I don't. Know, I don't expect from this one. I honestly don't know what to expect. Well, I put it in the chat, and you were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Pretty much. Because, like, what it is is Dolph compiles all of the Fortnite's worth of shit that we go through, and we put in the the podcast topics into a, a list. So we've got the list in front of us now. And that's what you see in the um the the chat at the end. Yeah, the description for the um yeah. The podcast yeah. description. That's what it's like. This week we talk about, and then bam, I just copy the list, pasture it into the thing, and um, so herpes. <laughs> although, although this um, podcast will be more or less 
as they go down the list, rather than back and forth, we're yeah. trying to be more, get a bit more structure. So you you will get more of a oh, they're talking about that. Uh, so the, right, we'll get onto the herpes. So it's quite busy. There's some people sort of at the end of the bar, and they're talking. They're talking quite loudly because we can hear them on the other side of the bar, or in, on like our side. And I just say like, well, yeah, once you've had it, you can't get it anymore. And it's like, you know, but that that's herpes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it was the same last, the same night as the twenty pound note as well. And she was just like, "Did you just hear him say talk about herpes?" And it's like, "Yeah, and, uh, apparently you can't get them once you've already had them." But I know that's bullshit because uh, you know you get like so facial herpes, like uh, cold sores and stuff, all the goddamn time, and you can re-get so those. They said the same about chicken box as well. You can get that numerous times as long as it's not um, severe the first time around. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of the things yeah, later on in life. My nephew's had it three times so far, but he's only had it in very minor cases. Later on in life, um, if you do get it, it's actually kind of bad for you. But um, Yeah, shingles. When you're younger, uh, you you can get it. You're, you're more likely to be immune to chickenpox once you've had it, is what they should say. Not that you can't get it again, it's but highly you can get it again. And I mean, I only got it once, so I got it really severe. But I haven't had, fingers crossed, I've actually never had it again. Well, it's the same thing with like herpes and um, I mean, I don't know what kind of herpes they were on about. I shudder to think. But um, like facial herpes or even genital herpes, you can get them more than once. You have to be able to get them more than once because it's a virus. You are not immune to viruses once and for all. unless the viruses adapt. Yeah. So but there's always going to be different strains. That's why they have flu shots regularly to boost up your immune to the latest version of them. But uh, yeah, it was so What's fucking the weird. Version of the strain. Yeah. It was. It, they were talking about it so casually at the end of the bar, and I was just like, you "Fucking what?" <laughs> it just. It just didn't make sense. It was like, "Why would you talk about this? Why? Why would you talk about this in a busy pub, quite loudly, near bar staff?" Because you know we're listening. Oh, you no, obviously they don't because like the amount of shit we hear, the amount of shit you hear as a barman or a bar person is is just ridiculous. It's like just why, 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 why? Treat it like we're in church and it's fucking <laughs> quiet. Just because there's loud music doesn't mean us behind the bar can't hear you. Yeah, we're we're tuned to um l- listen for anything else going on the other side of the bar. I can hear a glass drop anywhere in the pub and be within ten feet of where it, it dropped, guessing it. That and that's and usually when it, usually when the glass drops, it's usually followed by. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, only when the bar only when the bar staff do it though. <laughs> yeah, strange, strange enough. It, yeah, but when it's like in when it's in the pub, I can I can figure out where it is. I I have like a very good spatial awareness for that. And I'm like well, properly getting deaf in my old age, and it's just like I can still say it's over there, it's in the back corner. It's always, the case, it's, always, it's always the case of you know you, you you're serving someone, you hear a glass smash, and all you can think really quiet to yourself is, oh fuck's sake, <laughs> who can't hold their glasses? Well, the new glass collector we've got, he hasn't got that kind of level, so I'm like, hey, dude, and he's like, what? It's like glass broken over there. Take a Take a mop. <laughs> he's like, what? Does... It's like, take a mop and the brush. Trust me. Glass, br- glass broke, go clean. Uh, I, I, I didn't put this in. I need to add this. This is like a segue. <laughs> Someone broke. Someone threw up in one of the toilets and I sent the new guy in to go and clean him. 
and he went with just a mop and i'm like no you need you need like um mop and bucket and lemon gel and gloves obviously well we went we went just in case yeah it's like just mop it up marigolds bin bin the mop head in the in the bin like okay okay so he goes into the the the, like the kitchen to clear to get fill up the pot and bucket and one of the other lasses is bringing some like nut pots in to be washed and he literally turns around to him and goes you know where the lemons are? I need to put some lemon in here. This <laughs> is like, no, lemon gel. <laughs> here it is. And then he's like, okay. Then he goes, have you got a spoon to stir it with? What? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, you just put some water in, hot water in and do that. And he was going to put cold water in as well. It's like, no, hot water. So then he comes and mops out a pulp. And then it's like, right, what do I do with this mop bucket? And it's like, come here. It's like, pour the mop bucket down the toilet. Flush it. Get the, get the mop and follow me. So he brings the mop head and says, "Right, here's how you do it." And the easiest way to get rid of a mop head, especially on ours, is you get the bin, the the, the wheelie bin, the the big ones, the big green ones. You put the lid down on top of it and says, "Right, hold that lid." And then I just yanked the the mop head as well, mop as hard as I could, so it just dislocates the mop and the the actual mop head. And I went, "There yeah. you go. You need a new mop head." <clears throat> that was it. <laughs> But it was just like our mop heads are basically. If you have a category of vomit as well, it's um, we're kind of the same thing. You put it on the bin, close the lid, and we just twist it out. We have got a little twisty mop. Mm. Well, those are like wooden shafts with just the the jam. You jam them in the bottom. Yeah, the um, the better mops. Yeah, I'm being yeah. honest. They're just really easy to like take off in that regard. So um, yeah, it was just it was just hilarious having to deal with him like being so fucking clueless about it. It was so weird. The disconnect was real. It was like the woman who once didn't know what a hoover looked like and couldn't tell me if she tried. <laughs> just like, you, you what? I just don't understand it. But um, I, I think that's about it for all the shit and thingy, unless you've got anything else you didn't think of that you needed to add. Yeah, but you went, it's the same, we went from herpes to vomit, so that's kind of um, linked a little bit. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, on a bit of a lower note now, we've I'm sure most people know now. Unfortunately, Stanley has passed away. Yeah, that I didn't want to believe that was true. To be honest, when I first saw it, I was like, huh. I didn't either. To be fair, um, my my friend I know quite personally. He was um kind of shot by him, shot shot by it quite um severely actually. You know, he's always loved what um that guy's done with uh, Marvel. Well, yeah, I mean, he created Spider Man. Most of the main Marvel characters have had his input in at one time or another. He um. Had all to do with the Marvel films. Cameoed in a few things as well. Yeah, he has been in nearly all Marvel movies. He's had the majority of um, cameos in cartoons. He's been in most of the Spider-Man cartoons as a cameo at one point or another, like a janitor or uh, like a newspaper stand guy or something like that. And he's had a regular mm. reappearances as that character. And um, it was a shame, really, because I, there was. <clears throat> rumors that he would have had a bigger role in the next couple of like Avengers movies and stuff and Guardians movies because he is becoming like this is like he's an agent of the uh, the Watchers who yeah. observe all universes of the Marvel universes and observe and make sure shit doesn't go down like uh, cataclysmically. Cataclysmically, they, yeah. They don't usually get involved with stuff, but if it involves the like end of existence, they'll get involved. And he was meant to just be like a guy who's watching them, 
because uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he was actually sat on a rock going, I was like, well, one time I was a mailman, and one time I was doing this, and one time I was Hugh Hefner, and it's like, okay. And it was like, it was it was like a really cool nod, because people were theorizing that he could have been a watcher for a while. So, unfortunately, yeah. we'll never see how that pays out, because obviously it was his time, unfortunately. We, and um, I just want to say that... Although 95 is a good age, though. Yeah, 95 is a fucking good age. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to thank him for all the comics that he's made and all the movies he had because of the comics. I am a big Spider-Man fan. Um, he's also uh, joy, joy, bleh, can't, he's can't speak. He's brought joy to f- hundreds of thousands of people, and even millions, millions, um, people. millions of people. Um, uh, without him and like Jack Kirby and like all the other guys that got involved at the beginning, uh, we wouldn't have some of the great comics and movies that we have today, and we wouldn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'd like to thank him for his work. Um, I hope he's found peace now, wherever he's gone. Um, I, I, like I say, I don't want to believe in God and stuff like that, but I'm not an atheist either. I believe there's something at the end of it. But what it is, we don't know until we get there. But I hope he's gone to wherever he needs to go, and he's happy. Um, yeah. And... Going forward, I hope that his legacy isn't tarnished. Um, Did he have any um, uh, children at all? I assume he's got to. He's got. He's got to have some kind of uh, family. Yeah, he can't. He can't have been. I'll say maybe um, one of his um, siblings could carry on his legacy for maybe. the next generation. Maybe. Well, we'll just have to see what goes ahead. But um, it, it was a shocker. Stanley was a, a really cool guy. By the sounds of things, there were some really odd uh, claims made against him like last year but whether that stuck or not I don't know but he was generally very good he did a lot for charity from what I've been uh, reading up and he's just been very like a personable person he he didn't like turn people down if they talked to him and stuff so it's a shame he's gone um, and we we'll just have to get on it it's just a, it's a bastard when like really really iconic people go and it's like, it's our generation. We're getting to see all these 80s, 90s uh, legends slowly fade away. Uh, we had David Bowie last year and stuff like that. And it's just it's weird just to see people who uh, can make such an impact on people's lives just suddenly gone, out of existence. But that's, that's the way of the world, unfortunately. We're all going to go there eventually, whether we want to or not. Uh, and unfortunately, it was his time. So, um... We're going to get rid of the downer by coming out with the next thing on the list, which I am fucking hyper about. Yeah, Detective Pikachu movie. Oh, mate, I already and... told Lala I want a Detective Pikachu plushie. plushie. She called me a weirdo. Yeah, and, how, and do we know who actually plays Pikachu? None other than Ryan Reynolds? It's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool, or Pikachu, or Dedicachu, if you like. There is a Pikachu figure. You can get a Pikachu figure. It's basically you just dressed up as Deadpool. It's fucking great. There's a two-minute uh, trail on YouTube that yep. I would kind of recommend everyone have a little it's look at. So it's so good. It's... Oh, what was the city it started off in? I can't remember. Um, Chip. It's... um. It's... Oh, I forgot. What... It's Rhyme City, this one. Oh, that's it. Rhyme City, yeah. But it's, um... it's a city that has been made up exclusively for the Detective Pikachu game. It's not appeared in any of the mainline Pokemon games. Um, and I think it's in America. 
Rhyme City. I don't think it's um, like a Sinnoh or Johto or Kanto, which is more of a Japanese area, or yeah. um, which one was the French one? French one. Um... Kalos, I want to say. Fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was, but there was like I one... Can, I, can, I can only remember up to Generation 4, to be fair. I've not really played anything further than that. Yeah. I, I played them all at one point or another, and I've got Let's Go Pikachu like on my Switch. I'm waiting for 12 o'clock tonight. I'm going to play some of that. Uh, and then after work tomorrow, I'm probably going to stream until I get tired. Uh, just playing it. But um, yeah, so Detective Pikachu is set in the Detective Pikachu game world. So there are some differences. Like Detective Pikachu, some reason can talk, uh, but only certain people can understand him. And this is like the whole premise of the thing. He meets the boy, uh, and the boy's like, "Wow, you look weird with that hat on." Or something in the games, and like he's like, "Well, it's my hat. I like it." And it's like you can talk, and it's like you can understand me. Uh, but in the film, it's like he ends up in the boy's apartment. And the boy has a stapler in the in the trailer, and he basically threatens to um, like staple him. And then Pikachu's like, "All right, I know you don't understand me, but put down the stapler, or I will electrocute you." And he drops the stapler, and it's like, "You just talked." And it's like, "You just understand me." And then it goes from there. But uh, it's got the the Ryan Reynolds snark about it. Yeah, they especially like the um, little. Uh, back and forth between Mr. Mime and the good butt cop bad cop thing. Oh, the thing is, though, I even know, I even know that the 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 thing he does he uses protect, and that's why Pikachu bounces off him because he used protect. Or is it barrier? I forget. Well, it's either barrier or protect, but either way, it's it puts up a barrier that you can physically not attack him with. Uh, when he's got it active, so that was that was fucking hilarious. I I knew immediately <laughs> that was a Pokemon move, and it's a legit Pokemon move. And they they have definitely got that level of detail. When I first saw the trailer, I wasn't sure if it was a fan made movie or not. And then it was like, oh no, this is real. But then I remembered they were talking about making Detective Pikachu a movie anyway. It seems to be a lot more better done than other live action um, game film adaptations have done in the past. Yeah. It seems to be a bit more flushed out and more thought out. The live Although action the, Pikachu the, CG the, looks um, fucking great. The fact that Jigglypuff looks like he's got hair is a bit unusual to me. Well, because you, you always you always see it like a, like a pink balloon, but I know it's there to have texture, but it still looks a little bit weird. Yeah, although it looks like he's more like the um, the the what you call it the Pokemon like t- cartoon version of J- Jigglypuff. So he had the microphone in his hand, which when you when everyone fell asleep, he took the lid off it, and it was uh, a marker. A marker pen. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like it's that version of uh, Jigglypuff. So I was like, the callbacks are there from like other things. And it's like, that's fucking brilliant. It does seem to be more um, suited for the people who enjoyed the first gen. So people of oh, like, 25 upwards, I'd say. Someone like has gone through it there. I've watched quite a few like things you may have missed in the trailer. And there's like, there are Pokemon from all generations in there. There's, there is a lot of Pokemon from all generations in that, and the the, the amount of detail they put in there was ridiculous. Mm. Um, so I I'm 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 quietly looking forward to that. I'm going to take Prez to watch it, and it's going to be I think, cool. I think, I think he's going to enjoy. I think he'd really enjoy that. Oh, he's going to fucking enjoy it. I'm going to fucking enjoy it. We're going to both leave there like awesome. If anything, 
we want to time it so it's me, Lala, her daughter, and Prez, and we all go together. And Would you have watched it in 3D or not really? No, I don't do 3D. 3D is a fucking sham. Mm, hurts your eyes as well. I've only done it a few times, but... Well, there was like... I've been listening to podcasts where they were watching some films and it's like, oh, to put on the 3D glasses now appears at the bottom, then take them off again. It's like, the fuck? <laughs> where's my, where's the immersion? But it's... Um, it, it, That's like, why I can't wait till 4D becomes more mainstream and... Oh yeah, that that'd be cool. I like the idea of 4D, where like the like if it was windy in the the film, like it it gets windy in the in the actual cinema. Like you get a breeze blowing yeah. the back of your I neck. Went, or something. So I went to um, France a couple of years back. They've got a kind of like a I wouldn't say super amusement park, but they've got an amusement park called Futuroscope over in um, Poitiers, I think it is, just outside of. Um, Tour, I think. Oh, on the other side of tour, I actually can't remember. But anyway, they've got these. Um, one of the rides is. Um, do you remember uh, Raven Rabbits? The little pink bunny things. The the things that are, like spun off a of Rayman, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's this, there's this ride you go on it. It goes sideways, and you know, uh, when you go in, you you see the Raven Rabbits on the screen. Then you've got snakes going across the screen. Then they're coming towards you. Then you're. Um, the thing that the ground on your feet goes up and down like the snakes going between your feet. Yeah. And then there's also um, when there there's another one where they go to Greece because they go through a time machine, and you got this massive this Greek picking up the um stone pillars, swinging it around, causing wind, and you get the wind across your face as he's swinging it around on the screen. That's pretty cool. It's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Then there was a is another um ride. It's um you know those massive um four D IMAX screens you get and those really good um. American cinemas. Yeah. Basically, you're on this, like, this little roller coaster set of seats. It lifts you up off the ground and leans you forward so you look at the big screen below you. And then as you move left and right on the screen, your seats move up and down, left and right. That's cool. And there was a point when you go over different areas of the world because you're just going like, um, through scenes. And you got to India, over India, and all you could smell in the air was spices. <laughs> that's that's really cool. I like that sort of thing. And then you go to a rainforest, and then you get like little misters on your f- spraying water on your face, and then you get like, the smell of pine cones and pine in the air, as well as wind going across your face. It's absolutely unreal. And you got you got the glasses on as well, so everything's all um like three D as well. So it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I I liked something yeah. that they did back in the day at the cinema near us. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but. We were watching like the Mummy Returns, the second one. Yeah, the one with the rock. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. when it went dark in the like, time in the in the like in the film, it got colder in the cinema. They turned like the the AC down. It was colder, and I don't know if they did that intentionally or if it was just too hot in the cinema. But it was cool because it was just like I noticed it and I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't know if they were they were planning on was doing it, something like that. Was, was it like a subtle change, or was it quite an? Oh, that's cold. Well, it's like it got cold, and they mentioned it was cold, and then like the the like the the AC, it was like it was it was noticeable that it it dropped because it wasn't exactly mm-hmm. red hot in there to begin with, and then it was like oh, it's quite chilly now, <laughs> and it, it was just like one of those weird kind of things. Like when you open a fridge door and you put your hand in, you can feel the difference. Yeah, it was like doing that. But all around you, and it was it was like I know we don't do 4D and we don't have that kind of thing. Um, but that was cool. It was cool for that to happen. 
around and me like notice it happened. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. Okay, we're now onto the the game of things, now, isn't it? Yeah. So BlizzCon yeah. happened in the last fortnight. They unveiled um, the MMO mobile game only for mobile, uh, Diablo Immortal. Okay, the most controversial uh, mobile game since Pokemon Go came out, and people got pissed off. There was no trading and stuff in it when it first came out. It's not. It's not really that. Really, it's just. It's. They've been. They even said there's going to be no. There's no um, foreseeable um, view at the moment to make a PC adaptation at that time. They had no. You know. I can't think of the bloody words. What uh, port or something like that? Well, the, some, one guy um, asked if there's going to be just going to be a PC port of this game. There's like there's been no um, information at this time for a PC port. Mm. So another guy um, asked uh, asked him if this was an out of season um, April Fool's joke. <laughs> well, um, they have then said that they are working on Diablo Four, so it's not like it's not like they've um, just done this and not done anything else. They are actively working on it. Yeah, but, um... like, usually when um, Blizzard un- unveils something on um, at BlizzCon, they usually always end with a high note. And I don't think. Um, uh, this this was like a, a brown was, note, um, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think a mobile uh, re- reveal was to be expected. To be fair. Well, the the backlash was like um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare levels of people shit the bed. Um, it's not the most download uh, downvoted trailer, but it's got quite a few. I've not actually looked into this whole charade of how much they got uh, downvoted and shit, so... But it was quite a big one, apparently. They they got quite a bit of downvotes. Yeah. Um, uh, they've put a, um, a... The trailer that was showing up BlizzCon onto YouTube, they put a... Um, one from their own forums and a one that was actually for public viewing on YouTube. And I think after 24 hours, someone noticed that uh, some votes had gone missing, some down votes. So people are suspecting the vote manipulation of a quite a high magnitude affair because um, someone did report that they went to they went to bed about when it was at like 350,000 down votes. The next day, down votes had gone down to 230,000. So. Yeah. 120,000 downvotes have disappeared. We need to test so, them out quite quickly. So, now. So, gonna... so, so, so he thought, well, either people have changed their mind or something fishy is going on. So he went on to Social Blade with the, um, I think that's the analytics that shows you the actual real-time uh, stats for videos. And the numbers were actually there, but the, the votes on the YouTube site were not. Odd. So but, Yeah, you can you can remove dislikes and likes. This is why I was like, hmm, do do we have the ability to do that? But, yeah, still 120,000 people removing their uh, like and dislike for this. Um, unless they actually listened to the stuff after that and was like, you know, actually, this is not too bad. But still, that's quite a big chunk of people going, you know what? No, this isn't too bad. Uh, I personally don't care. I I played Diablo three on Xbox. I didn't really get on with it. Um, the thing is, 
what's, what's pissed most people off about the Diablo Immortal mobile game is basically, if you look at any other action RPG, it's literally a carbon copy reskin with Diablo. It's literally the same game. I mean, there's a... I can't think what the company is called, but it's a Chinese-based company that make all these ARPGs on mobile, and they are literally riddled with MTX. And it's basically the exact same... It's the exact same button laid out. It's the exact same, you know placement of all the icons, all the health bars and things. It's just a Diablo skin. That's what people are pissed off about. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, though. Yeah, they basically just reskinned another ARPG. That's all they've really done. And shortly after the the announcement of the Immortal, uh, Diablo Immortal, um, Activision's Blizzard stocks did actually nosedive a little bit. Well, you know I mean, I don't it know went what down, they... It went down 8% after the unveil, and sure. I think a couple of days later, after 24 hours, it dropped another 10%. So their stocks went down 18% in about four days. I know they had a um, like a shareholders meeting, and apparently it tanked even more um, yeah. during that as I well. Mean, it's stabilised a little bit now. I checked earlier. It's about hover around the 83 mark, I think, last I checked. Yeah. But yeah. Who knows, maybe this will blow over and, you know, Diablo Immortal will be, you know, their diamond in the rough, as it were. Yeah, I mean, it could be one of the best um, mobile games that they ever make. Or it could be the only mobile game they ever make, depending on how much of this backlash comes along. Um, Well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. We can put that one as a a pinned check later on. If it's free to play as well, uh, we can can check that as we go. And speaking of making... DayZ has now made it into beta. Yes, uh, 0.63 beta update. I've played a bit of it. It got dark as shit real quick. And I mean, it's like you're walking around in a room with no lights, no doors, no windows. You can't see fucking anything. It is pitch black. Um, the game, though, itself runs a lot better. It looks a lot better. Um, some of the improvements you... in that are a lot better. When you say dark, we're talking um, uh, how uh, Doom 3 used to be dark, or with you are in the light? middle of a field and you can't tell if you are stood looking up, down, left, right, or anything. It is completely uh. black. <laughs> it's cool though, it's really cool because uh, I, I know you can get like light sticks and you get like road flares that last a couple of seconds, and you got uh, things. I was literally, I got soaked. I managed to make it into a building before nighttime. Found a camping stove and some gas, and I was sat in a room all the way through the night. It had accelerated um, day-night cycle, so it was like double speed. So it was instead of it being like what twelve hours of dark, because it's, it's somewhat ridiculous. It's got like a ridiculous like day-night cycle, like it's almost fully one-to-one almost. Cheers. <clears throat> and I know that no one is going to stick that. So, so if it was based if it was based off your own world clock, how screwed would you be if you had to play every night? Well, you'd be fucked. If you if you yeah. didn't find like a torch or glow stick or something like that, you are literally not getting anywhere. I mean, I think um going a little bit off topic here. Um, I think was it Burnout Paradise? is aren't quite similar. You could actually set the game to have the sunrise, sunset, or the actual time scale to your local That's area. Cool. But otherwise, it'd be something like um you have know, either on permanent day, permanent night, or I think it's like an hour day hour. Yeah, plot rotate. Mm. I think Daisy has that kind of thing, but then it also has um 
servers that run like normal cycles, but there are different starts and stops. And this is one that was like all day, four night um, cycle, but double uh, speed. <laughs> I think it took maybe like an hour of me playing for it to get dark. Mm. It was like probably midday, midnight, midday to like night. And when I signed out, because I just I and I just gave up because I was like, there was no point in me going anywhere until I'd, I'd wait for daylight. But I was soaking wet. I had this campfire lit, campfire hob stove gas hob lit in this house. It provided a small bit of light so I could see the walls. I had a glow stick as well, which provided more light. And then I was holding my clothes over the top of the the fire to dry them out. I had them in my hand over the camp stove holding them and they were getting drier when I did it. Which was a really cool mechanic. And it's one of those things where in the past it was like, ring your clothes out, ring them out, ring them out, ring them out. And they become like damp. But I couldn't ring them out and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And in the past, the rain was deadly in Daisy. If you got in the rain and got wet and all your yeah. clothes got soaked, you died of hypothermia. Because oh, yeah. you yeah. there was no way unless you made a fire that you were going to survive. And I was out in the rain for like a good half an hour in the game. And I I was fine. It didn't tell me that I'd got like hypothermia or anything like that. Um, I'd found a bit of food. I'd found a pistol that didn't have any ammo. I found a gunsling. I didn't have any melee weapons or anything, but I had my fists. Um, I didn't encounter more than a couple of zombies. I, I saw one guy. Um, He didn't attack me. We didn't seem to be fine. And then... Like, 20 minutes later, I heard him getting shotgunned or shotgunning something. So, but it was it's a cool kind of concept, the survival of stuff. I, I do want to do the, the like the traditional Daisy like, epoch and stuff like that, where you had base building and stuff. Apparently, yeah. it is coming to Daisy eventually. Um, and with the way it's going, it will do it better than uh, Star Citizen will, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, yeah. I have an announcement before that, though. Yeah, so... Um, I don't actually know the release date. It's actually maybe a lot closer than end of the year, but uh, they've announced PUBG is coming to PlayStation Four. It will have all the maps. Uh, let me do you have a look. Do you think Sony will play ball and allow crossplay, or do we want to beta it first, make sure it's the best on their system? <laughs> well, considering the game is absolute fucking garbage, right? So PUBG is coming to PlayStation Four on December the seventh. And it'll have all three maps that are currently out. Um, the, the the problem I've got is if it runs like the Xbox version, uh, it's not going to do very well. Nah. Even if you tone down the um, graphics a bit to try and compensate for the um, performance and um, optimization. It's oh, the, no. The, the, it's optimized really well. It's just... Menu systems and getting things. I get into inventory and changing your guns uh, and ammo and stuff is really fiddly. Do they use like a radio menu for it, or is it like um, just basically a direct PC port where you use a cursor to pick up and click? That would have been quicker. That would have hmm. been quicker. Because you get into the thing, and it's like you have your two guns and stuff. It's the same. Except as the PC one. Yeah. And it's like, grab attachment. Drag attachment over, like, then bumper the attachment over to the weapon. Mm. Then attach. Then go back to the backpack. And then, and it's Oof. like, oh, it, 
It's so bad. It's so fiddly. Considering when I play PUBG, I can drop on a roof, fully arm myself with a pistol, and arm myself with that, and be done in like five seconds and like ready to fight. On PUBG on Xbox, I drop on the roof. I wait for the loot to spawn, because it takes a bit longer than it does on a PC. Pick up the ammo, pick up the gun. Hold down X to reload the gun. Hold down the button takes like half a second. So you're wasting half a second reloading the gun. Rather than, like, I know on the, the PC version I've got it, so as soon as my gun runs dry, as soon as I click with an empty gun, it'll try and reload if I have any ammo. So I have it set to that. So as soon as I pick the ammo up and the gun, I just click and then just carry on what I'm doing. Because as long as I don't open a door, it doesn't interrupt that reload animation. So, Oof. it's like, having like to hold for half a second is, is, is just, when you're in the middle of like, I need to get this gun, I need to get this gun, there's a guy here, there's a guy here, come on, come on, come on, come on. All that, like, extra tension is just bad. And Did you the, say if you open a door, um, it cancels the reload? Yeah, if you interact with anything. It's uh, almost as bad as um, if you're sprinting away from an enemy, you want to reload your gun on the fly. You know, you, you sprint, reload, or you just trot to a jog. No, I wonder if I can reload while I'm sprinting my ass away. Well, I'm pretty sure you can run and reload at the same time. It's not like Call of Duty where it's like, oh, you stop and stop running and reload, or you so just I carry some, I've played some games in the past where if you, if you sprint while reloading, it just puts you down to the standard run, the run speed, which is kind of fucking annoying. Right, I can't but remember. There's other games that um, allow you to sprint and reload yeah. at the same time. Battlefield does it quite a lot. I think um, Titanfall does it as well, actually. Yeah, I, I like that idea of it's like, why can't you run and reload? You're a trained like um, operator, or in in PUBG's case, I, I don't know what we are, but we all have very good. We have like extremely good like um, uh, like hand-eye coordination and weapons firing training and stuff like that. I I won't be surprised if it turns out that we're like clones, mm. and we're. In the future, and we're clones of uh, that are being guided by us, the player, and that's how it works. Because they don't really give you an idea of what exactly is going on in days uh, in PUBG. PUBG used to be like um, like the first map. It told you that it was an ex-Russian um, military island, and they had this force field generator thing. And the local insurgents basically broke it and uh, they had to evacuate the island because it would randomly create circles uh, that shrank down to nothing, killing anyone who was on the outside of them. So um, that's where the, yeah, so that's where like the first one came from. Second one, uh, Miramar, was just somewhere near Mexico. But well, they don't really explain why there's a force fields there. Because they are, they are a force field. It is a force field. In the canon of the game, it's a force field. And, and if you're outside the zone, you're in the force field's like, influence. Because you're getting slowly electrocuted to death, is what happens. And it ramps up the more uh, you're out there, and the further like, into the, the game are. it is. Mm. So that's pretty cool. That's how they explain that, anyway. Um, but like the, the next two maps, they, just, they haven't really told you what going on if they've moved this technology to these islands and stuff and if they've mastered the uh, the art of it but it seems like in the first like map there was definitely some lore to it and then since then they've just kind of gone the fucking game mate just go and kill people 
So, right, um, quickly just skip the next one. And go to the uh, game Desert Rising Storm because it's still kind of the same um, scenario as PUBG, some kind of genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it you that posted this? No, no, no. That was JB, wasn't it? JB, yeah, JB put that in. Yeah. Thanks to um, JB. Uh, JB, who's you know he listens now and then. Um, he's found a page about a game called Rising Storm Two Vietnam. And the game devs removed a lone tree out of one of their maps at the request of one player. Well, you know why they did that? This it's something to see because he couldn't sneak up on someone with his helicopter going well in the tree every damn time. On this one map, there's like a valley of like a gap in the trees, and this one lone tree sat in the middle of it. You can't use it as cover, and if you clip the helicopter blades going down there, if you're like doing like a, a low and slow or a low and quick through the middle of it, it will like down helicopters. And it's not just him that's been taken out by this tree. There's been lots of people that have like bitched and moaned, but he was the only one to contact the developers. And the developers went, you know what? It is actually a fucking stupid tree we put there. There's no rhyme or reason for it being there. Let's get rid of that. And um, they acknowledged the guy who said, yeah, you know, this, this is a fucking stupid tree. Can you remove it, please? Didn't they put in the patch notes on, like, that they removed one specific tree from, yeah. the, from um, the map? It was just in the chat, were... wasn't it? Yeah, just, like, one specific tree. Uh, they didn't go into detail saying which tree it was, but I'm pretty sure the whole entire community knew which tree it was. Okay. Uh, it might be in the podcast topics. That it is in the podcast topics. Um... Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling up now. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Fuck, come on. Nope, no it isn't. Should be. I, I scrolled all the way through. Uh, or, was it, or was it in the chat? Try the chat. Oh, no, here we are. Devs, remove single tree from video game. There we are. It's because I didn't look at the thing. I'll see it, yeah. Uh, yeah, play, the player said his favourite role was flying a Huey, and he always ended up clipping the fucking tree. This one tree. And when they did the patch notes, they went, Maps, removed one specific tree from the landing zone in uh, An Lao Valley. Uh, a request from Reddit user Spray and Pray. We agree with you, sir. <laughs> so, obviously, they have come across of that fucking tree as well. And it's like, why haven't we got rid of it? And then someone's asked for it, and they're going, let's get rid of it. Because it, if you look at the picture on that report for the, the thing, it's like a, a, like a palm tree. It has no business being there either. It's he's, just like a, he's literally a troll. Yeah, it, I think someone just put it there just so it didn't look like dead space. Mm. And it being there really fucked with the dynamic of the game, obviously, because people have had to ask for it to be removed. So, that was um, a thing. So, yeah. getting on to... Else, else is a thing? Go on. Dark Citizen is now in 3.3. Oh, right. Apparent, apparent improvements, is this improvements optimization? I have played or they, it. Or they fixed the coffee placing mechanics so it doesn't crash your game. I, I, I haven't fucked around the coffee cups or anything like that. Apparently my ship doesn't have uh, a coffee machine, so... But... <laughs> I... Joined the game. It took significantly less time to load. Instead of it being about 10 minutes from start to finish, it took about 5 minutes from start to finish. So at 50%, that's good. The frame rate was inconsistent, stuttery. uh, It just didn't feel right. It 
It annoys you still, me. You still getting more than ten frames a minute, or? Uh, I'm at about twenty frames a second now, but it's it doesn't feel good. It it's choppy, is what I can say. It's choppy. Baby they, steps, as well. Yeah. Um, they what they recommend you should have for like graphics cards and RAM and stuff. They recommend strongly you should have a four gig graphics card for this game. Two gig at minimum. I have got two gigs. And fuck me, you can tell. On the lowest settings I've got it on, I have it set to low. Everything's to low. And I'm still getting like 20 frames. It's like, you, you should make it so that lowest card settings should be 30 minimum. And it should stay at 30. Um, they want you have to... They, they want have you they to change how they load sources in yet? Or um, It does feel like they have, because it only took half the time. That's good. That's only loading um, localization um, materials that you need. Yeah. Um, but the the annoying part for me was like it's like I think they said like sixteen gigs of RAM is also strongly recommended, and eight gigs of minimum. Gee, that's like four times what they originally. Bloody... Yeah, like I said, they they've yeah. gone so crazy with it that. Like with me, I thought, oh, I've got 16 gigs worth of RAM. That'll keep me going for ages, and I just need a better graphics card. Nope. So I need a better graphics card than then like another gig, 16 gigs of RAM just to make everything run smooth as butter. And even then, the high-end PCs are still struggling with this game. You, you don't even need 16 gig RAM for um, Crisis 3 and Ultra. Holy no, hell. You don't need anything near that. It's like you could run Battlefield like 1 on its Ultra settings. And not need 16 gigs of RAM. 8, probably, yes. 16, no. I don't know where they got all these magical numbers from, but it's obviously that their engine isn't, like, optimised well enough for it to be um, anywhere near as optimised as it should be. Because it's... It's mental. It shouldn't be using that much gear for what it is. Especially when, like, you think about space. Space is quite in a vast and open area. All right, the the planets and stuff probably will need more RAM, yes. But when you're not seeing things, you can just call that for memory space. Because people outside will see the whole city, but not the interiors. And when you go inside, you will see the interiors and not the exteriors. So you can always call certain items and put it into, like, the buffer memory and load them as you get within a certain amount of distance from them. So, like, if you've got open windows and stuff, you can see through them in. When you get within, like, 100 metres or 200 metres of said building, the interior loads and you see the interior and the people in the interior if there are people there. I know GTA 5 did a brilliant thing where you could see out of your apartment, but you couldn't see into the apartment. And that was a good culling technique for people who were in there because you could still like guide people like air blimps and stuff to like sit right outside your house, but you couldn't see the inside the house or the skyscraper that you lived in. And I always liked that idea that it was like showing you the city how it should be, and they're seeing just a building. And I don't know why they haven't tried that with Star Citizen, but this is the problem when you have some guy who's like imagination is going crazy and it's like just stop adding caffeine stop adding stuff make the game run for the lower end pcs that have probably put quite a lot of money into your game as well 
So stop adding shit. Fix your shit. Yeah. It's it's kind of like how Elite stopped with features and stuff for a long while and then went, right, we've got the base game, here's the base game. We're releasing Horizons next year, which adds this, this, and this. Then, like, they went on to right, Beyond. Bug fixes and op- optimization. Yeah, and then they did bugs fixes for like half a year. Then they went, right, Beyond season. This is this, this, and this. And this. And they've they've definitely had this roadmap of things that are going to come. And even then, they've had to remove some things from Elite Dangerous's, like, Beyond. It's like the fleet carriers that we were all, like, chomping at the bit of. They can't get them to work yet. Which is good. Yeah. They they can't get the the Vegas ship fleet carriers working yet. So until they do, they've removed them, which is a good idea. Instead of, like, putting them in and going, well, they're in, but they don't work very well. And they, they break the game a little bit, and they slow the game down a bit, and they do this, and they do that. And it's like, can you not see Star Citizen how Elite are doing this? People are getting pissed off that Elite are doing this, but they're doing it the correct way. They're telling you, look, it's it's not up to snuff. We can't put it in the game because it'll fuck it up worse than it does. We always end up breaking the game a little bit when we add new bits anyway, so... And they do. <laughs> you, you, don't these... a, you don't want to get a mega ship and jump like 400 light years and you find that your ship's stuck in limbo. Yeah. I, I honestly think that ships aren't going to be as mobile as people think they are when they come out. They're going to be like, uh, you know how we have the server downtime on a Thursday? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. How they did with the um, the Gnosis. Yeah, I think you choose, be... you choose you choose a destination, and then if you're not on the ship by the time you send it out, goes, it goes. out there. Anyway. Yeah, hmm. and and then like if you want to recall it, you have to go to a station and recall it back towards you. But then it'll take that long to get back to you. So. I enjoy the fact that they are trying to make it so we have a mobile base in Elite and that we have more options uh, for things to do. But I also understand that they can't just let us go, All right, we're going to jump every five minutes for the next thingy because the amount of server refresh and the, the, the craziness that it's going to cause um, would be mental. It it can't... You can't throw that kind of new... Um, dimension into the game and not have it be bound by certain rules it's like so having it so it jumps once a thursday uh during downtime you can have it as like the clock starts and you have till this day this time on thursday to be on the ship you've set the power cycle it's going to take this long to charge so you could do it where you could do wednesday night and go right we're going here thursday everyone on everyone comes to you on a wednesday night you jump thursday then you spend all week like just pissing around doing whatever and then you get to th- Wednesday night and you jump again and it, like it saves the having to wait sort of thing because you're doing a whole week of exploration or something or you're doing a whole week of being at the um, the community goal or something like that so you've got this mobile repair rearm base that you can have in system I don't know if they're going to let you move it in system, or if it's going to have to spawn in certain spots in the system. Um, but judging by the fact they've um, come in once the, in the last quarter of the uh, patch goes live, which I think they said is going to be in the first week of December, um, they've also made each um, sector in the Milky Way into, into quadrants. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. My guess would be, if, if once they get... Um, fleet's working, the fleet ship's working, you could body possibly just jump to a qu- centre of that quadrant, then use your uh, use your, your, use your mega as, as an FOB. 
Yeah. Well, sorry, forward operating base. If you wasn't sure <laughs> what I meant. No, I understood. I, just, I thought you know. I'll let, you know well, those who didn't, those who didn't know what FAB means, now you do. The more you know. Yeah. But they're they're doing it right. They're doing it right. I I like the idea that we are taking the time. It's not everyone's cup of tea. People get pissed off with it. But bringing it out correctly is better than bringing it all out at once and then going shit. It doesn't work right. And mm. trying to fix it for three years. Okay. Um, this is what this is. Next topic is um, from me. It's um, um, I grew I grew up with um, three, possibly four very well known mascots in my youth. They were Sonic, Mario, Crash, and of course the Purple Dragon Spyro. Spyro, it can be like a trilogy released thirteenth, um, I think, and. It's basically the same game you remember from the PS1 version, but it's it's just everything's been HD'd. It's been wow, it's 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 beautiful. To be fair, it's it gave me a massive nostalgia hit as well. I was like, oh, I remember this level. I remember this. I remember that. We know people the are point, the same. It got it got to the point with um me playing it. I was getting kind of annoyed because I was actually um, remembering all the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. You know when you got a good game when you reply. With it. It's like me in Halo 3. I could probably recite 90% of that game. Yeah. Just from memory. Um, it's like we did the first level. I, I remembered every single NPC you see in the first level, everything <laughs> they said, almost word for word. And just like, for fuck's sake, babe, shut up. Lol. Um, it's just. Well, so I, I heard something interesting because I was in. It was Tuesday when it came out. It, it, so it released on Tuesday, um, and I was in yeah. game. I was trading in my copy of Black Ops Four because, as much as I like Blackout mode, that's all I play it for, and I can play PUBG. Um, on PC, <laughs> caveat on PC, and it's better. Um, and I just, I just wasn't bothered about it. So I was trading that in. I got myself a nice Legend of Zelda Switch case for my Switch, so it looks nice and shiny. And sweet, uh, and the rest of the money that I got in trade, I put on my card. So I've got like a bit of money there saved for whenever I need to buy something next. And yeah. I was talking to this guy. He was definitely uh, a person who had some difficulties, um, because of just how his nature was about talking to them and stuff. And he was going on quite a bit. And they did mention at the time that. The disc only has Spyro 1 on the disc. You have to download a mandatory patch of about 20 or 40 gigabytes, I think it is, and that has Spyro 2 and 3 on it. So Yeah, the the digital version I had was about the whole entire uh, download is at 46 gig, 47, that ranging. Yeah, so what, what it is is they... Don't know why they do this because they did it with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, if you never up, um, inst- if you install the game and you never like update it, you only get the training area on yeah. Pro-, Pro Skater Five, and the rest of the game is gone. So when they take that game away, and it's never available again for digital download, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like you've got the entire Spyro One, and that's it. <laughs> So this, this Reignited Trilogy, you only get the one. Don't know why they did that. I, I don't understand. It does seem a bit weird because, well, 
games these days can have up to what 60 70 gig on the discs now because they use um well red dead had two discs for it red dead came on two discs you had to install yeah but i'm uh, saying most games these days you can get a, a whole lot on one dick one disc i think you can get up to like 50 yeah. 60 gig for a disc I, this is why i don't understand why they didn't do that but um for day one patches though. yeah but it seems like they just rushed it out with just Spyro the Dragon on, and then put the second two and third game as the just the download. But then you've got people who don't have an internet connection who've bought this and not read the box properly. They're only getting Spyro 1. They're not getting the other two unless they get an internet mm. connection. And they're going to be annoyed, but it does say on the, the box, you require an internet connection for the update. Connection download 2 and 3, yeah. Yeah. Um, to- well, it's done with Spyro. It'll come down to the next stuff in a sec. Um, I did I did read that... Um, do you remember um, what they did with Crash? The people who um, re... Um, re um, bleh, can't oh, English. Remastered it. They remastered um, Crash Bandicoot. They actually got in touch with the developers and saying, these guys, look, we'd like to do this. We'd like to bring Crash to next gen or current gen. Yeah. Do you have the game files? And they've gone, yeah, sure. Go, they gave them all the game files, looked for it over, and they basically remastered everything. Textures, gameplay, the whole, whole six yards. Yep. Now, um, games of Bob, I think, are the ones who do uh, Spyro. They're trying to get in contact with um, the original designers of Spyro, which I think was in Somniac or Psychosis. I can't remember. Uh, and they've kind of, they, yeah, they've kind of gone, yeah, we don't have the files anymore. And they're like, oh. what? So a guy developed a tool called Spyroscope, which basically took the PS1 version of Spyro and read all the code and broke it down into bit by bit. It was Insomniac Games who made it originally? It was Insomniac Games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wasn't quite sure. But yeah, they googled. <laughs> they, um, they got all the code of the game with a thing called Spyroscope and it got all the files down. Then again, okay, this is the baseline. We can now use all these files and update everything. And that's what they did. Basically, if you remember Spyro well enough, you'll know where everything is. Everything is exactly where it was right no, now. I only ever played the demo of it. Spyro 1. Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of Crash and Spyro. I was a Sonic Mario kind of guy, and the mascots I grew up with were Sonic Mario. Then there was Alex Kidd, who was the Master System mascot. Uh, there oh, was um, Croc. Legend of Goblins. Yeah. Uh, there was Cool Spot, mm. the Seven Up character. He had his own game. Uh, Bubsy Bobcat. Ah, uh, Bubsy. Um, Earthworm Jim. Uh, what, um, what about um? Oh, what's his face? Bonkers. Little Bobcat thing, not Bubsy. The other one, little fox. Bonkers. Oh, uh, Sly. Is it Sly Fox? No, not, no, not um. Not, you think of Sly Raccoon? As a, a oh, Ty- game. was it Titus the Fox? Mm, no, I don't think I can't actually remember. There was a game on uh, Sega Gen that I had um, called uh, Bonkers. Basically, it's kind of a you do multiple different challenges, as it were. I don't know that one. Uh, if I can find a link for you later, I'll send it for the chat. But yeah. that game was torture. But I, I grew up like with all those sort of things. So Spyro, I knew of. Um, his last major game was one of the Skylanders games which then became its own thing and Spyro got just quietly shoved to one side. Because it was Spyro Skylanders for the first two or three games and then he was 
deemed well we've got like the ones where you can change bodies and make them do different things so like half of this figure and half of this figure equals this but Spyro's just a one complete dragon so you can't do that to him so he became a like redundant character yeah I don't understand why they did that I know it's so you like had like a dragon called Igniter um like Windus and you can't even call it like an Igniter or whatever you just combine both together like a wind fire dragon or yeah. whichever Good concept, but it got expensive really fucking quick. If you think about it, to buy every single piece of the game. And if you notice that it's not been around for the last four or five years, it kind of died on its ass. Yeah, because why do you have to buy more characters to fucking play a game? It's like Lego Dimensions as well. That... That's like EA, EA levels of fuckery, that is. That's still kind of around, but it's not. Mm. Uh, Disney Infinity, that died on its ass. Um... Amiibos are still going for Nintendo, but they're not really DLC. They're just like, here's these cool figures that also do shit in games. It's like, if I play Zelda, all my Amiibo figures, regardless of what they are, will drop me items in-game, even if they're not anything to do with Zelda. Because they've just said, well, it's an Amiibo figure, drop some items. So that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, if you remembered how those of you played Spyro in the past, if you remember where everything was... The remastered version has an exact same spot. It's exactly how it was. Just remastered. Did you, um, graphics. Did you hear about the, the, the little backlash they had with the Crash remastered? It's something to do with the, um, the character's footbox, was it? No longer uh, being um, yeah. how... square, it's more circle. Yeah, so in the original Crash Bandicoot, his like hitbox was square, including where he landed. So he could technically make jumps that wouldn't be necessarily possible. Because the edge of his square would be touching the edge of the platform, so he'd be there. In the third game, it was turned to a circle hitbox. And the Insane Trilogy, every Crash game has this circle hitbox, which means some of the speedrunners who were so used to playing the original two games Can't now have... speedruns no more. They yeah, because regret. their pixel-perfect jumps miss because their hitbox has changed. <laughs> So that was kind of a cool thing. I don't know if they're going to find anything like that with Spyro. We'll have to wait and see. It's only literally just come out yesterday, so well Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's going to be like a week before people go. Found this, it's fucked. This is fucked because of this, and it's. Well, uh... it's funny to say that there was a few on the very first level of Spyro two. There was a way you could um get into certain areas before you actually had certain abilities. You can't actually do that anymore. Because whereas on the first level, you go out to the outside area, get the fly power up, fly back into the cave at the top, you, then you get the gems there, then you'll do a running jump and glide to reach the um, other um, power up above the ladder, but you can't do that no more. I've tried and tried and tried, you just cannot get up anymore. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to come back here later when I've got the time ability. Mm. Well, Shame, really, because it saves you, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so. Well, it's to wake up, level. though. It's to stop people deliberately shortcutting the game. Because it wasn't ever intended to do that, obviously. So they've gone, well, it's not an intended thing, so we'll get rid of it. It's, it's not really shortcutting the game. It's just getting the first level done and out of the way. So you have to go, have to go back to it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of like uh, reimaginings, by the way, well, it's not on here, but I'll mention it. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu releases this Friday, the 16th of uh, November, to be dated. That's tomorrow, then. Yes, it's based Lovely. off a of Pokemon Yellow. 
<clears throat> and it has the Pokemon Go levels of catching and farming for Pokemon. So, Pokemon encounters aren't random anymore, which a lot of people are pissed off about. I'm not too pissed off about because Zubat Cave can go fuck itself in the original Pokemon games. So they're not random, they pre predetermined then? Well, you see them on the map. They're oh, in the so grass, like, walking so around. You can either avoid them or go to Yeah. So if you, like, like creep up to them and, and attack them, then it goes into the Pokemon Go-style thing. Now, there are two control methods I've been told from watching the, the things. There's one where you use, like, the A button, the thumbstick, and then there's also the, the, like, the Joy-Con flick kind of thing, a motion control. Yeah. Um, they said that some instances are better than others for it. Uh, especially if you're going for like legendaries and stuff. Um, I will be playing this on stream because, like I said, I, it's, it's for me. It's nostalgia. It's this the, what I wanted. I wanted a 3D Kanto since they started making like X and Y and stuff like that. And they did like Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, which is Sapphire and Ruby, obviously. Um, and that's that's like a reimagining of those games. And it's like we'll just make the original. Um, Red Blue era. Apparently, all 151 Pokemon are in uh, both versions of the game as well. Because after the main game, there's this thing called Pokemon Master, uh, like progression, where you have to catch every single Pokemon in the game, then battle a Pokemon Master who specialises in said Pokemon. And it's a one-on-one -on -one fight. Pikachu versus Pikachu. Bulbasaur versus Bulbasaur. Venusaur versus Venusaur sort of thing. And you have to defeat them all to get the title of Pokemon Master. Huh. And they said it could literally be 100 plus hours worth of extra gameplay because you have to catch the Pokemon, level it up to like 75, I think their Pokemon is at, at least, and then go into a fight with them. You can't use items. You can't use... Um, like anything that to like buff your character, your character has to be, or your Pokemon has to be like generally buff in the first place before you take them on. Mm. So Not, a lot of I, um, Carbos and attack up kind of thing. Yeah, you've you've really got to like do shit to it beforehand. Um, I know a lot of people are, are really pissy about how the game apparently feels shorter because, um, the pace that the the game will run now, like it won't let you go. Like gyms are at like attack them at this recommended level rather than go to a gym and be five levels under. It's like this gym is at this, and then you get an opportunity to fight them at that level or higher. So you can still over level Pokemon and take them in if the badge if it's not like a badge requirement that you have to uh, have a certain level under, otherwise it disobeys. I don't know about that sort of thing, but it sounds like they have like um. Kind of like quests. It's like once you've hit level fifteen, you've got at least this Pokemon and um in your squad, and the rest of your Pokemon are like this level at least. Then you can fight this gym leader. Kind of, um, kind of a bit of a ball ache, I think. But at the end of the day, it stops people getting frustrated because they can't fight the gym leader because they walked into him. And immediately got shat on because they're like level 12 and this Pokemon gym leader's level 16 and you haven't got a grass type for this rock Pokemon and they're just shitting all over you. 
So I like that idea. I like that they've kind of handholded you a little bit. And I mean, they do though with all the Pokemon games these days. They handhold you quite a bit. Um, but it's not that kind of annoyance. Apparently, as well, the Pokemon Center computer thing is completely redundant now because you can change your Pokemon on the fly. So you just like go into your backpack, go to this special thing, and trade your Pokeballs uh, and your Pokemon out yeah. by Professor Oak and that, rather than having to go to Bill's computer and go to the thing and go, right, I need you to send me this from this box. Here's my Pokemon. It's like Now it's like, no, I don't need this Pokemon. Send me that one. There you go. Thank you. And <laughs> it works. It's like streamlined. And I think that's where people are a bit annoyed about it. It's apparently the map is faithful. And from what I saw of, um, where's Lieutenant Surge now? Is he Vermilion or Cel Celadon? I can't remember where he is. But like his area of um, the map on Kanto, I immediately knew where everything was, and I could see a Machamp in the back doing the the building work for the building that was going to go there eventually. So it's like, holy shit! I knew exactly where it was in the game when they showed you this small clip, and I I just knew, and it was just like, that's cool. So I like the attention to detail and the fact that they've put like the map as it was. Now, they've probably extended the map and made it larger or more grander for us while we were playing it, because it was a lot smaller on, on Game Boy, of course, because of the limitations. But the fact that the game still looks like the, the areas still look the same and the general layout of the city looks the same, I like that idea. I like how they've done that. And the sense of scale of the Pokemon. It's like... um. Onyx doesn't fit on the screen properly if you're walking with it. <laughs> His head sticks off the top of the screen. And if you ride him, you're like 10 feet in the air. Because you can ride certain Pokemon as well in this, as your buddy Pokemon. Yeah. So you'd have like your Pikachu sat on your shoulder or on your hat if it's an Eevee. And then you've got like, you've got fucking Onyx that you sat on. You sat near his head. And then there's like 10 feet below is the rest of his body squirreling along through the fucking thing. I, I thought that's pretty cool and exactly what it needed to have. And like I mentioned a couple of like podcasts ago, the Pokemon world thing needs to come out. Where you start off in Kanto and you work your way through all the different generations of Pokemon. And that would be cool. Kind of like how Ash is doing it in the cartoons, but... You do it in video game form and say maybe you have so many areas in the main game and then the DLC areas are like open as you go along. And you buy like DLC. It's like, oh, if you want Sinnoh Island, if you want um, fucking Kalos region, if you want this oh, region, region. Yeah, it's like this is like two or three pounds extra. And it unlocks all these extra Pokemon, all these extra gyms, all this extra story. Um, Which will also unlock a lot more... <laughs> Playability as well. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know why they haven't done this because if they got the game engine right, they could have this like world that could technically be like GTA Online. It, it could stay on, you could, it could have it online. You could, you could have it online. You could have it like offline or online. And when it's online, other trainers and that appear and you can talk to them and battle them if you want to. Um, but like new areas can be added to the game as and when 
they add them. So it's like, it could be like, oh, you need to fly to this city. Because they're not all connected. They're all different islands. So it's like, yeah, you fly to this different city or you surf to this different city. And it's like, there's a gap down here on the map. And it's like, oh, we haven't been to that area yet. No idea what's down there. And then like this new area appears and it's like, it's a new region. <laughs> or there's regions there, but it's like, oh yeah, we, we're currently not allowed to go down there due to some kind of uh, problems with travel <laughs> and hint hint DLC and have like all these little areas and stuff that you go to eventually that are talked about in the game I've been thinking about it a lot because it, it needs to happen it it would be the ultimate Pokemon Iconic game for fans experience. yeah because yeah. it wouldn't be just like hundreds of hours worth of gameplay it would be thousands of hours worth of gameplay remind me again how many Pokemon are there now well, Generation 8 <laughs> uh, is going to be the new ones with Melton. He is the first of Gen 8. How many do we have so far? It's somewhere close to 1,000. Jesus Christ. I, don't... I mean, I only know up to probably 250. Uh... I don't even know the new, one, any of the new ones. Well, from Generation 4 onwards, really. How many? But yeah. Oh, there. That's Pokemon cards. So I need to bring back as well. They need to bring up a bring back a new um or update version of Pokemon trading card game for yeah. the um for the DS or the Switch. So I've got it on Game Boy, and I'm missing one sodding car, and I still can't fucking get it. So, um, as of Generation 6, and that's as, as of 6.44 on the uh, 19th of the 10th, 2016, the total number of Pokemon is 720. Christ. That's a lot. Well, apparently there's around about 809 with all the variations and mega forms and shit like that. But, um... Yeah. So, you've got over 700 Pokemon and the fact that they're going to keep making like another at least, at least 50 to 100 in each new game. Why not have a world where it all exists? And have it be this thing. Because I think Pokemon Let's Go is only like 6 gigs. For the entire Kanto region of 151 Pokemon. So mm. let's say it's close to like 70 gigs. For the full experience of Pokemon that's World. That's pretty, that's pretty doable on any console now. Yeah. And the fact that um, you can get terabyte storage cards for SD cards and stuff like that. So proprietary cards for Switch could, could do it. Same. Yeah. I've got a five terabyte um, hard drive for my console, so still going. I'm not even halfway fill it yet. Mm. It's just it's one of those things. It's like, I, as I have said, I've had ten minutes now talking about Pokemon. It's not even on the list. It's just I had to <laughs> mention it. Yeah, <coughs> but it was so cool. It was so cool that this would be a good idea to go forward. And this, as well, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is not the main line switch game they've been on about. That comes next year. So this is another Pokemon game next year as well. 
for the Switch. And I'm just like, yes! Pokemon World, Pokemon World, Pokemon World, Pokemon World. That's all they need to call it. Pokemon World. Have every region. Everything in there. And, and then have like another region with Gen 8. Or what, 7 or whatever it is then. I can't remember yeah. which generation we're on. Right. Um, uh, uh, next topic. Um, YouTube suspend a pro player account after your community backlash of him punching feminists and other methods of torture. Is this the uh, the guy who was streaming Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, it was, yeah. The guy who was streaming it and he was um, he punched this uh, feminist in the face and he actually killed her. I, see, so, I've, I've just done the feminist mission or the first one of the feminist missions and it's just like it's a historical part. It's like um, how the black people in the game as well. Certain characters, mm. like I went to a plantation and I went and talked to this black guy sweeping on the thing. And he's like, oh, no, you don't want to talk to me. I don't know anything. You better go and talk to my master. He's around here. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, there were slaves back then. Mm. And it's like culturally like, referencing stuff and like the, the whole feminist movement as well because it was 1840 or 1850 i think the game's set in so yeah yeah um the youtube i think was called um shirocco or something close to that i actually can't remember the name let's quickly look (laughs) yeah shirocco he's got other videos on his channel um as well, he's got um, videos of him feeding the feminists to alligators. He's got them <laughs> burning off cliffs. He's got them tying train tracks. He's got them feeding the pigs. You know, he's Jesus. Yeah, he's not really done himself any favors. To be fair, though, it's a video game. He's not going out there and physically yeah. killing people. I mean, uh, it got it got enough um, uh, flags from the community. Obviously, it's on YouTube for YouTube to step in and say, "Look, no, we're banning your account. You can't do that." But the thing is, though, you can because it's in the game. You can feed anybody uh, to the. the yeah. Things. So after after his um, after his subscribers got, uh, took it to social media and got, to YouTube, said, "Look, it's a game. He's not lucky. Like, like I said, he's not exactly goes and does this in real life. They bring and say this channel removes his um strikes." But that as well, and, and all and all his videos are back. And that as well is the fact that he's getting all this media and all this attention because he's doing it. It's like, it could be deliberately done. I could go and do that. I could go and pick up all the feminists in the game, line them up on a train track and watch the train run the fuck all, all the fuck over. doesn't mean I'm a, against feminism or equal rights. Exactly. It's just... It's just... It's just people, people this day and age are easily offended. God, yeah. It's just people who... Are like we like equal rights, but not when you abuse women. It's like, well, hang on a minute. They're going to be violent towards people because there is that where women are violent towards men, and they expect men not to retaliate. It's like, hang on a minute. You fought yeah. for these equal rights for X number of fucking years, and uh, then you're turning around and saying that it's not right for me to hit you if you hit me. I mean, I personally, from like a standpoint, I wouldn't want to hit a woman because I just don't think it's right. I'll shove them and put them on their ass though if they're going to fucking swing at me. Because I don't think I should be not allowed to defend myself. And yeah. that's the problem is is that we are the stronger person and all that, but it's like <laughs> you shouldn't 
have uh women quoting scripture that's like we are allowed equal rights and stuff and it's like well yeah if that's right i'm allowed to punch you in the face if you punch me in the face but i'm not going to because i don't think it's correct but if you do hit me i will push you to the ground and i'll even restrain you if need to be but even that would be considered too far by feminists who are properly like out there with how their opinions are and it's just like well yeah i understand that you've fought for this and people have died for the right for you to vote and have this equality that you have now but don't go using it to dominate men be equal with us don't be above us because when you're above us that's when shit like this happens i mean yeah yeah, he's probably doing it as a great big trolley joke but it's offended enough people for him to get noticed. Mm. But it's still a video game. Yeah, it's still a video like game. It's not like he's not about real life and punches feminists. No, it's which like it, I would be against. It's like in video games, I sleep with prostitutes in GTA and then kill them and take my money back. Don't do that in real life. I don't even sleep with prostitutes in real life. I don't even have sex in real life anymore. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like you you can't you can't judge a person's actions online to a person's actions in real life because you could have priests who are the nicest people in the world, done the brilliantest things ever in the world, completely brilliant, and they could play like Call of Duty and be completely just hideous online. Mm. Because that's their release. This is how people have their release. But it's just it's it is what it is. It's this like time of life where people are getting pissed off when you call them a woman when they clearly have all the sexual organs for one. Um, but I don't know what a fucking world we live in. <laughs> I hate to see what it'd be like in a hundred years. It'll be a fucking mess. I'll give it fifty to say. Jesus. Well, probably even 50 to fair. Okay. Um, okay, uh, next one. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 director leaves Square Enix, and this resulted in three of the four DLCs cancelled they have planned. Uh, wasn't he also working on like Final Fantasy 7 remake as well? He was, I think, with the same guy. I heard something to do with that, and it's like, basically what it's done is it's completely shafted them a bit. Because this guy had the roadmap for everything and he was making sure everyone was doing everything correctly. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go do my own game studio and stuff because I've got my own ideas and stuff like this. I want to do that Square Enix aren't let me do. So he's gone and done that. And yeah. as a result, they've they've had to go, hey, all right, we're, we've got like one more DLC that's almost done we can bring out for Final Fantasy 15. And then we're going to have to cut it because we haven't got anything else because it's not finished. Yeah, the DLC they had, they had planned, only one of them is going to come through, which is the episode Noctis, which I think is something to do between the point where he goes over to the island after the um, uh, death, uh, spoiler, uh, death of Luna Freya. I'm not going to say I, when I've, that is. I've not played any of Final Fantasy XV. It looks like a pretty cool like bro movie kind of Final Fantasy orientated game 
But I've, I'm, I am i can't afford to be paying like 25, 30 quid for the game. When it gets like down to a tenner, then I'll pick it up and have a look at it. But mm. I'm not buying it at full price. It's like the new Tomb Raider game. Uh, I really want to play it. Can't afford it just yet. When it gets down to 20 quid, I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, is it the DLC they're planning are going to be like the um, ones they originally released uh, across the last year and a half? You had... Um... Uh, episode Ignis, um, episode Gladio, and episode um, Prompto. Basically, they tell their own little backstory of how or what they was doing between certain events in the story. Oh, yeah. The ones I had planned, as I already said, you had um, episode Noctis. They had um, episode Ludafreya, episode Aranea, and episode Arden, I think. Arden was being the, um, the antagonist for the game. Ludafreya was going to be Noctis's wife if, they, if she wasn't um, snuffed out. Uh, Aranea was um, you meet her I'd say within the first 10 hours or so of the game. She's basically what would be considered the, the Dragoon class in Final Fantasy terms because she uses, uh, uses a pole arm and a spear, if I remember correctly. So basically, I think that'll be her story based on how she got with um, the Empire and then her running with Noctis before she changes her mind to help him out later on. That'd be my guess. Yeah, and Arden would be how he came into the the power to um, dethrone um, uh, Noctis's father, who was the king of um, Insomnia. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if these DLCs would have been included in the season pass. You'd have to I'd assume probably... they would be. Well, the season pass really said it would um, contain the. Multiplayer add-on, which was... Oh, to play co-op? Uh, it's not so much co-op, it'll be you control one card, you go three others online to take on hunts kind of thing. Yeah. To basically bring power back to the whole entire region. But that was kind of okay, but it was kind of a little bit tacky and buggy at least. I haven't really actually gone back to it. But the season pass did say you'll have the multiplayer edition and then you'll have uh, three others to come between 2017 and 2018. Yeah. They didn't say the season pass would actually contain the next four DLCs. I don't think these were actually... Um, oh, the season well, pass. Well, I don't think four were actually even considered because they did put a, um, a poll out saying... For the um, final DLC of the season pass, which um, whose store would you like to see? You had Arden, Luan Freya, Aranea, and um, Noctis, and all four of those are actually were actually considered as DLCs. So the fact that only Noctis is coming through, I think that's the one they only had near polished. So yeah, well, it just it's one of those things where people buy season passes before they know what they're getting. If they definitely, because what was it? What was the game? What was the fucking game that uh... Telltale Walking Dead mm. final season? People have bought the season pass for that. Are, are they getting the rest of the thing? We still don't know. We've heard that there's a studio taking over, but and and they want to try and get back the original crew that did the original. But are they gonna yeah, actually? Are they actually going to honour the rest of the season pass? Because it's not their fucking... They've not got the money for it. They haven't been given that money. That went to Telltale. Mm. Um, so what's going on with that? Are they, are they going to charge again? 
Are they going to honor it and lose money? I, it doesn't. There's like no real concrete yes or no going on with these to make um, make season pass, especially for that kind of a thing. And it's it's kind of worrying the the whole DLC season pass thing. Uh, there are certain games that I will buy them for, like Battlefield or something like that, because you know you're gonna get new maps and you're gonna have certain things added, so that's worth it. But then. When it's episodic games, sometimes, like especially with Telltale, it you might not get the rest of the series depending on how well it does. It could bomb and they just don't bring it out. Um, mm. Like Agents of Mayhem, did that even have a DLC um, for it? I... And what about Fortnite? I don't think, I'm pretty sure Fortnite didn't. I don't think about it. I don't know. I don't know if agents. But that, that's the problem. It's like these could have had season passes, and then it's like, well, what does that get you? Because Fortnite, the actual game, not the battle royale mode that became the game, um, that was going to have DLC and stuff. They were going to actually have this fully fleshed out story that was uh, going to be a thing. Ain't Mayhem, I don't think they even said they weren't going to do any more to it. They were going to do it, and then that just dropped on its arse. But it's like, how how do you cater to those people that have bought the season pass and then not getting, and not going to get it? It's like Fortnite, for instance. They went to the Battle Royale mode, and they just basically ditched the original Fortnite game. If there was a season yeah. pass to that, what could they offer people who were wanting the story and the the standalone like campaign, what would they be able to offer the, those people? Um, if they're not going to do any support to it, are they going to give them so many of these fucking V books and shit for the the Royale mode, and hope they're happy with it? Because I don't think I'd be. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want V bucks for cosmetics. To be fair, yeah, it's like. I'm, that's why I'm kind of glad that Beyond for Elite Dangerous this time was free. Because they realised when they did Horizons, it took them that long to sort shit out, and they ran over their projected plan. And then they spent, what, six months fixing some problems? Yeah. So they went, we're going to do Beyond for free. They did a lot of cosmetic stuff. Um, People are on the fence about that, but I think cosmetics are fine. You can. They don't do anything to the game that makes you harder to hit or um, makes you do door damage or anything like that. There's just like different color lasers, different color skins, different bits of cosmetics that aren't related to the hitbox of your ships and um, different paint jobs. It's not. It's not like um, nothing gives you an advantage. At yeah, all. you don't get an edge off it. And I kind of like that. I do like the they've put that there, and it's like, well, you can subsidize this this way if you want. And to be fair, I've probably spent about what sixty, seventy pounds on cosmetics for the Xbox version. Mm, I've put done about fifty as well. And that's because it's like lasers for the guns, engines, uh, the ships that I like that I want to have their own personalities to them. I'll buy the skins for them. Some of them I'll even buy the ship kits, but. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Is it just, the whole DLC season pass thing is kind of a 
a weird one. I mean, with Elite, they give you an idea of what's going to come out. And they tell you that it's like you buy the season pass, you get this planned DLC we've got going. It's definitely going to happen. Because mm. at the moment, they're in a point where I will give them season pass money because they aren't going bankrupt. They haven't got any problems. They're actually got, doing quite well at the moment. Um, but Final Fantasy in that because it's a predominantly single player game <laughs> you've got to you kind of got to wonder it's like well it did okay but is it worth giving them money? <laughs> mm. I don't know okay um, next on the list uh, Astroneer is to enter full release on next year February 6th it's gonna be good because I've got it on um, on Windows uh, slash Xbox. Because if you bought it on the Xbox, you got the PC version for Windows. Yes, you can play anywhere function now, isn't it? Yeah, because um, if you so bought if I get the... a PC strong enough to play for it, I can actually get it on the PC. Yeah, because if you played cool. the Steam version of it, because it came out on Steam as well, they got the updates quicker, but they can't play with Xbox or PC. They can only other play uh, play with other Steam users in the Steam info structure. So, um, for me to be able to play with, I think it's up to like six people on Xbox and PC at the same time. It's kind of like Sea of Thieves. Um, Just about. Um, I'm the not. Or yeah, I'm not. For I'm, not I'm not limited to where I play it, basically. It runs, in my opinion, better on PC, but that's just because my PC is probably half again powerful and more uh, more powerful than the Xbox One. But then so there I... are games that I'll play on the Xbox One, which are well more optimized, like Gears of War, for instance. I've got Astroneer on the Xbox. It's I find the controls being a little bit clunky, but yeah. it's play it's playable. I have tried playing it on there uh, on the early days, and it was very clunky. But the PC version for me, it just seems to be like the the ultimate version of it. Um, Gears of War 4, I, oh, that, I, I had to, like, turn the, the graphics down on it to make it run smooth, and, oh, oh, they, they definitely optimized it really well on the, on the Xbox. I mean, on the Xbox, it looks amazing, and my PC is, is better than an Xbox in terms of graphical powering processing, but... Yeah. It doesn't look anywhere near it as good on on the PC, so I don't play it on the PC. And um, that's that's the thing. It's like that has like certain limitations as well. Like you can't play multiplayer against uh, Xbox people on PC because the keyboard versus mouse debate. The keyboard's always going to win uh, because the mouse pointer is literally like point on the head shoot. If the game doesn't have bullet drop physics or, or travel time for the bullets, you're you're winning every time. Um, whereas consoles, the controller has the advantage of precise steering, uh, and especially with the triggers on Xbox, you can hold the triggers so far in and get so much speed out of the car rather than like bomb it at full speed on every time. Which me on PUBG, I the amount of times I've played PUBG and I've got in a vehicle on the Xbox version, I've enjoyed the fact that I don't have to just bomb it everywhere at full speed. 
And bikes on the Xbox version handle so much differently than they do on PC. Because on PC, you have to kind of like rock them backwards and forwards with the, with like two keyboard buttons. Whereas on the Xbox, it's like swaggle the analog stick backwards and forwards. So you can you can do like precise flips and stuff and generally control the whole game better in the vehicles on Xbox than you can on on PC. But then again, I can snipe people easily on the PC version, whereas I'd be struggling on the Xbox version. Yeah. So the trade-offs are there. Precision. Yeah, precision versus um, uh, convenience, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, um, moving on. Okay, uh, if you go back up to last Sunday, I posted a picture of this to be a bit more easier for you to um, view what I'm on about. Um, EA lock game access to Battlefield 5 behind a pre-order payment. Oh yeah, if you, is, if you have... This is uh, a really dick move. If you have um, basically EA access or Origin access, uh, you get to play it early. You could play it from November 9th. With Xbox One VX, if you've got a 10-hour trial. Yeah, because PC and PS4... PS4 doesn't actually have a thing. PS4 doesn't get any early access, unfortunately. They don't get um, their first chance to play until... Uh, they, which they is... get um they do get their yeah. what you call it though they get all the maps first apparently there's that exclusivity bollocks mm. again um, well, this is this is what is what's getting me though if you um, pre-ordered on Origins you can play it now mm-hmm. so I play it here so that's cost you a few bit but if you pre-ordered the deluxe edition yeah you can't play the game until the fifteenth of November. And if you are, I suppose like most of us, um, who don't have the money to, s- to spend around, you can only afford the standard edition, yeah, good luck. You have to wait until November 20th before you can play Battlefield Five. So technically today, because I've got uh, Origin Basic to play Battlefield yeah. Four, I could go on, download and play a 10-hour trial of Battlefield Five today on PC. Yeah. But if you pre-order the Oxygen, you have to wait until the 15th. Well, if you've got the premier version of Access and you bought yeah. the Deluxe Edition, you could technically play it on the 9th. And you could be playing it from the 9th. Yeah, because the Origin Premiere allows you to act early, like almost a week before. But I don't know if that means you get the full game and get to keep the full game while you've got the premier thing and take it away kind of like Game Pass. That's what I don't yeah, get. That, that I don't know. But, but it does seem again, like... Get... They are, they're sweetening their own deal by having you go for their premier origin access and getting the um, um, like they get their own thing. Mm. So oh, let's play that now, and it's like, oh, I've got premier. I play. I paid the the thirty pounds a month or whatever it is for the EA bollocks. And it's like, oh, I don't have to buy the game. I can just play it for thirty pounds a month, and I can play it now, a whole two weeks early compared to those dickheads who buying it normal. And it's just like, oh, okay. But, um, I don't know. I, it, just, it just seems weird. It's, it's, it's not kind so, of like... It's not it's so much a, a, like a... Yeah, it's not so much like a, a pre-order paywall as is like, if you have our exclusive, like, streaming Game Pass service, you get to play it earlier. Yeah, but the same was you saw with the Deluxe Edition and the Standard Edition, if you pre-order the Deluxe Edition, 
you can play on the 15th. But if you only pre-order standard, you can't play until the 20th. So that's when your edition will actually be available in the um, store. Hmm. And um, yeah, I think this is our last topic, actually. Yeah, and since July, um, EA's stocks are down 40% since July. If you go um, up to the top of the um, podcast list, I did post a picture about it. Um, Their stocks since um, July have pretty much gone from about 146 per share down to 87. Well, uh, now would be the time to get some stocks for them if you know they're going to go back up. Well, the news reports seem to be saying um, they're blaming it on the closing in on for Black Friday, which I don't think that is true. No. Your stocks wouldn't go down because of Black Friday. No. If anything, your stocks would go up because of Black Friday because you're going to make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to sell your stuff at a slightly reduced rate and people are going to eat it up. But people are going to buy more units yeah. than if there was a full price. It seems like so Battlefront more... 2, then Battlefield 5's uh, Origin Access shenanigans uh, are breaking the camel's back a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's not been a really good um, year for them, really, since October last year, with the abysmal reveal that was um, Battlefront 2. Yep. You know, pay-to-win mechanics. That was the dumbest which, thing that EA ever which then, forced. Which, which, which then got the um, governments involved for the loot box fiasco, which is still going on, by the way. Yeah, we, we still haven't heard much about what's going on since that from recently, but it'll resurface, it always does. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about it. But once again, in the fuck EA part of the game, because we were uh, podcast, because we always talk about EA every fucking time, because they don't <laughs> give it a rest, do they? No, it they always don't. Come, it always comes up. They always end up doing something that fucks off somebody. I mean, there was a there's a picture I saw. Um, uh, I think it was last week when we found out about the um, Diablo Immortal thing. It was like, it was like I think it became a meme. It was like uh, Blizzard. Oh, well, we're now we're now the most hated company for revealing mobile game of our beloved franchise. It's got like AI. Hold my beer. Then <laughs> done their Battlefield Five fan pre-order shit. We're the most hated company. Hold my beer. But um, I... until EA make Bad Company Three, Battlefield games to me are going to be less interesting. Oh, the ironic thing is that Bad Company Three, EA is a bad company. Hold on. <laughs> But um, I think the way they're doing it, the next Battlefield game will be in Vietnam. Mm. And then the one after that will be modern day again. Because they've skipped World War, they've done World War 1, then now they're doing World War 2. They did Battlefield Viet- Vietnam. <coughs> then they did Modern Combat. Then they did Bank Companies. And then they did um the future one, 21... 21- 42. That one that was set in space, wasn't it? Or part well, of it was in space. It had like jetpacks and shit. No, oh, jetpacks. Jetpacks, mm. um. Walking bipedal um, things that were actually in. Like, like mecha suits, kind of thing. Yeah. If you played the one of the DLCs on um, Battlefield 4, the, they, they are there. <laughs> They're in the, the game being pre, like, pre built. Like Ooh. prototypes. Yeah. Uh, you can like fight around them, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's like all that stuff's 
to come. But I'm I'm fed up with World War Two shooters. You're getting old very quickly. Just do a different do a different war. Seriously. Yeah, I like I, I admire Black Ops Four for going near future again. I didn't admire them for having no campaign and. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, if you complete the like tutorial stuff for all the characters that actually has the campaign elements, it then all leads into Blackout, the survival mode. Huh. And there are pictures of certain characters on there. Because apparently the whole story between... I'm going to spoil Black Ops 4 for you. Not that you care. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, if you haven't played through Black Ops 4, and you don't know the story, and you really, really want to know about the story, I'm going to spoil it now. Um, I, probably, I probably won't play Black Ops 4, to be fair. I lost interest after 2. And this is the last thing that we're going to talk about, so this is going to be it after that. So, yeah, the sign-off conclusion. So, yeah, yeah, we'll be signing off and concluding. But basically, I'm going to spoil Black Ops 4's story for you now. Um, so, basically, there's this like team, which are, are three of the... Well, two of the three... Uh, or three people, two of them are like the characters you play as in the multiplayer. They get ambushed by this group of well organized people, and you're the sister of the main character, who's like the antagonist who gets all the playable characters together, dies. And she is Alex Mason's uh, granddaughter. So David Mason's daughter, though she apparently he had two kids, and one of them dies. One of them becomes like this great big tech conglomerate who has all these high tech shit and all this extra stuff. And throughout the thing, you see all these like little vignettes and stuff. And one of the characters figures out quite late on in the little vignettes and stuff that they were set up on this thing by the sister who's alive to kill them and her sister, the one who died. And it was because apparently they are bringing people back from the dead. <laughs> oh, 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 he's back. They're bringing people back from the dead and uh, like Alex Mason, Reznoff, um, all the bad guys and good guys from the Black Ops series. They're bringing them back from the dead and reanimating them and stuff for this experiment that they're doing uh, called Project Blackout <laughs> and the like, end of the thing is they've got like Mason from Black Ops 1 and 2 sat in a wheelchair with Woods who is like the AI mentor throughout the game and he mentions this place and then the, he's like sticking all these like operator pictures on the wall certain operators, and he's like, oh, don't black out on me now, and it's in the Asylum map from World at War and uh, Black Ops DLC. Um, this, that part of the blackout map is from there, and it's just weird, because it's like, they've really tried to add this story into the game, but because it's a multiplayer-driven game, you're not going to know it if you're not looking for it. And it, it's interesting, and it would have been more interesting if it was just a campaign. Mm. And they made like this narrative thread work through the campaign. But they've tried to weave it through the multiplayer and stuff like that, and 
to be fair, I'm interested. It's cool seeing all the old characters come back and stuff, but it's annoying because it's like, I got rid of the game because I've got nothing to play on that game that, that grabs me. I tried doing all the training missions. They got bored and tedious because you have to like do these certain little tutorials uh, that Woods like walks you through, AI Woods walks you through, and then you have like a bot match where you fight against bots for like domination or kill confirmed or something like that. Then once you pass that, you go on to the next one. And it's just like, I can't be bothered to grind through all this for the story of the game. And then it turns out that even when you've done that, you still haven't got the full story because it continues in Blackout. And is there going to be more cutscenes and stuff? Are we going to be able to trigger more cutscenes? Is there going to be more shit going on? It's like somebody found out that a ray from Black Ops 1 that's in Black Ops Blackout um, has like a hidden button that makes the nuke sound from Modern Warfare 2 and a, an alert radio message and everything around it turns on electric-wise and reveals this broadcast if it's got like a TV or a radio in the in the, the like houses. Mm. So it's interesting in that kind of respect that you've got all these things going on. But um, some people are thinking that Blackout is a simulation, but what um, the one of the guys from Treyarch himself saying is actually no, this is this is meant to be the real world where they're doing this. So it's it's completely weird. It's like, are they clones that are going in and fighting each other in Blackout? Because when the the collapse hits you, which is the zone. But it's not a collapse because it doesn't collapse the map behind you or anything like that. It just damages like PUBG's zone. Um, you see numbers. I even joked about it on one of the streams. I was running through the thing and the zone got me, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, the numbers, Mason. What do they mean?" As I'm like dashing back into the zone, to stop getting hurt by it. And it makes me wonder: Are we all clones in the Black Ops like multiplayer of? these people have been reanimated and that, but we won't know because I'm not going to delve into it that hard because it wasn't like Black Ops 2 or Black Ops 1 where it was about brainwashing and conditioning and him fighting conditioning and um, revenge and stuff. And they, they were all really good narratives and it's like the narrative is there, but it's so deeply dug into the game that I completely missed it. <laughs> and... I'm interested. I am really interested in it, but I'm not going to go and fight my way back into the game again to try and figure it all out. I'll just wait for someone on YouTube to tell me what's going on. And that's where they've lost, like, people. They've definitely lost me because I'm just going to give up, and I did give up on Black Ops 4 because I don't enjoy the game that much. And I used to. I really used to enjoy Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 2 to Black Ops Go oh to, to Call of Duty Ghosts was good. Then Ghosts was uh, Black Ops Three was what the fuck. Um, Infinite Warfare I didn't touch, never gonna touch, even though it's a space game which I probably enjoy. And then World War Two was okay. It wasn't amazing, but it was okay. And then Black Ops Four was like we removed the campaign. The only thing that. I I actually enjoyed. Excuse me. Is that right? And uh, yeah, it it kind of ruined it for me in that kind of respect. I 
That's why I punched out so early on it. Because <laughs> it was just like, I just, I don't find it interesting. I don't find that game interesting enough to keep playing. If it comes on like a flash sale on PC or something, I might pick it up there. If it comes on a flash sale on Xbox, I might pick it up there. But I'm not going to buy it full price again. I didn't buy it full price to begin with. I traded in the game and got it for half the price. Uh, so, I think I'm done with Call of Duty. They've got to, they've got to do something massively different with next year's Call of Duty. Because this year's how Call of Duty used to be. Because they're getting too. I don't mind the futuristic. It's getting a bit unrealistic now. I don't mind the futuristic style as long like because Black Ops Two was amazing and that was futuristic. Yeah, but it was a believable futuristic, not a. And that's the problem. They they're getting into the realms of fantasy futurism, and that's the problem. They if they come back more to Black Ops Two style or even Modern Warfare. They make a Modern yeah. Warfare 4. I would love to know what happened to Captain Price after Modern Warfare 3. And so would a lot of people, actually. That alone would sell games. But they're not going to do it. Because they think they can get the loot boxes and they've put in the loot system, by the way. <laughs> they've added the loot system in now to Black Ops 4. It wasn't there at the beginning. God. They kind of like just shoved it in there later on. Um yeah, it's I don't know. There's there's so much they need to to fix and sort out. But that's my rant on that. I'm not going to carry on anymore. It's we've hit two hours. Yeah, as I say, just want to wrap up. It's getting on a little bit. Yeah. So okay. um, um, just just to conclude, um, again, we couldn't get Lala again. We really really want to have her back in, but you know, with her being a teacher, sometimes it's just know, not feasible. School work yeah. takes more. Priority in the podcast. Yeah, her real work and life takes more precedent than us. When we have a holiday next, maybe around about Christmas, if I'm not working my dick off, if Dolph's not working the dick off, we'll get a nice Christmas episode where we'll all talk together. We might even get JB. We might even get T as well. It might it might be a five man podcast. A five man clusterfuck. <laughs> but until then, it's just me and Dolph for now. Um, I'm actually glad that Dolph is so willing to do this because otherwise, it'd be me talking to myself. And I need someone to bounce off of. Lala, when she's here, is hilarious, and she will give her brilliant little bits and bobs. Um, Dolph is very grounded, and he also does a lot of research. Usually, I just come in and go, I know this. I don't know anything else. And then Dolph's like, well, actually, I did a little bit of research. Because sometimes I don't get a chance to research half these things. Um, so the bits I do know, I, I with, with like the the Vietnam 2 thing, I, I was interested, so I got to look at that. But there are some things that we'll put down, like the Spyro trilogy. It wasn't really bothered, to be honest about it. But the bit I was able to do was because I just overheard it. So Dolph has like the information he needs to get through, and I hope you guys enjoy all that. Uh, and I do my rambles <laughs> with the information I know and occasionally uh, add to it. But right, um, as always... You can catch us um, on the Twitters. If you want to message me or Lala with a question, hashtag podcast is what you need to put on there. Uh, at Lala90 or at Lozg985. One day we might get Dolph as a, a, a Twitter. A Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <on that. laughs> um, but 
I don't know, hey, maybe one day. Yeah, or if you want to... I might do Twitter. Or if you want to message him on uh, on Xbox <laughs> with <laughs> hashtag podcast, uh, it's Dolphin Rapture. Have fun spelling that. I'm not going to spell it out for you. But uh, if you can if you can get him on there and say, hey, we like the podcast, can I ask a question? Here it is, hashtag podcast. We will endeavor to get it in there. Also, if you listen to us on the Anchor app, uh, you can actually do a audio question that we can then put into the podcast. I can play it live on this, this thing. I can take it from the Anchor website, drag it into... Um, into Discord, and we can play it live there for everyone to listen to. And then we can all answer the question with our best thing. Um, but yeah, those are the ways you can get hold of us. Um, please do. We, we, we're we now on episode 16. We've had one question the entirety of the time we've had it. And it was a joke question to one of our guests, T. So, uh, like I said, we, we want questions. We... we Welcome questions. Um, just yeah, come and talk. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Yeah, we're yeah. getting we're getting a nice like fifteen, sixteen um, listens to per episode now as well. So that's also very welcoming because we're not getting none. We're getting a decent amount over a fortnight. It's double digits. That's always good. Exactly. And the fact we get like five or six downloads in the first day is really cool. I like to thank everyone who listens to us and listens to me, especially. 16 listen episodes of listening all, to me. Listen to, listen to us all ramble. Yeah, considering you've probably listened to me now for close to nearly two days worth of podcasting. Well, 16 times 2 is 36, 30... 32. 32, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you listen to me for over a day's worth of rambling. I can math me. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you can. Um... So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, giving me numbers to show that you are out there and listening. Because we'll keep doing it while there's people listening. When we don't have the people doing it, we'll wrap up. But uh, as always, thanks for coming by. We'll see you in a fortnight. That's two weeks, not the game. Uh, and uh, hopefully fourth time's the charm. We'll get old Larlet back here. And uh, we'll even try and get T back as well, because we want T back. T is always fun. T has a very good uh, voice for radio. <laughs> yep. And he also has some very good views on things. And Lala, it's Lala. We love Lala. Everyone loves Lala. We we do. Just <laughs> wish she could have been here tonight. Yeah. You know, because her rope runners is pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna love it. You're gonna be like, "Hey, Lala, what's the hoop news?" She goes, "I ain't got a fucking clue." What the fuck, you on about? And I'm just like, "Well, that was 16 episodes of waiting." All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, I'm gonna hit stop in a second. So, thank you all for coming by. Catch you in two weeks for the next I've episode. Been I've been Loz, and that's been the Loz and Lala podcast, episode 16. Bye. Bye.